0: On TV Concierge, The Ringer staff delivers a guide to the vast streaming landscape by discussing one show or movie per day, including premieres, the latest surprise Netflix hits, periodic check-ins on favorite TV shows, new movies available for streaming, and the hosts' favorite shows to watch right away. Check out TV Concierge exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Davin. You may have heard Prince Philip had a funeral, and you may not have heard Mark Wahlberg has a new TV show, which we will discuss. But you most certainly did hear that uh, J-Lo and A-Rod broke up. And while we know our colleagues on Tea Time covered it, we just need to start there. There's just a, a lot we need to get into. Amanda, how are you feeling in the wake of
2: this news? I hope j is happy. That's how I'm always feeling. <laughs> and too frankly, having seen what I've seen on Instagram, I think JLo is like probably thriving because (laughs) it definitely seems like she was the person who made this decision. And we know that for a couple reasons. One, because, you know, the larger narrative has been that there have been rumors around Alex Rodriguez and what he's been doing with his personal time. And um, Jennifer Lopez is obviously just like, more successful and famous and has been on the cover of magazines without him. So it seems like she's trying to distance herself. But A-Rod added to that narrative by posting, like, I'm sorry, like one of the great Instagram stories that I have seen in my time. It reminded me of something
0: that would happen in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like, it's like, was so absurd that it's the kind of thing that would be like in a co- in a comedy movie that was trying to capture the pain of a modern breakup in like a silly way.
2: Exactly, and it's just it was however long an Instagram story is now what ten seconds, fifteen seconds. I think fifteen. Okay, that's I'm I'm trying not to know that, but that sounds right to me. And it is a very uh poorly framed survey of what many have described as a Rod's Jennifer Lopez shrine. Many framed photographs of Jennifer Lopez with and without A-Rod and with other individuals. And then Coldplay's Fix You is blank in the background. And that's like, there's no narration. There's no, it's just a lot of framed photos of Jennifer Lopez and Coldplay. And then it was announced on, I believe, was it Good Morning America or the Today Show? I think it was Good Morning America, but I don't remember.
0: Okay, Actually, it probably was the Today Show because Good Morning America was very involved with Colton Underwood's coming out.
2: Yes, it was the Today Show. I just uh, confirmed that. And they just announced that they are better as friends. So (laughs) A-Rod kind of soft-launched his own breakup announcement on Instagram stories with Coldplay. I... I just I love it. I, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it made me laugh, and it still makes me laugh when I'm thinking about it. And I the the cold play of it all is really beautiful. People have pointed out that one of the famed photogra- framed photographs is actually kind of like a side by side photo, and one of the photos is is Barbra Streisand and Judy Garland, and then the next photo, like right next to it, is Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu. And that's like a framed photograph that A-Rod has on his, his desk. It's just like so much. It's so, so much. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really good.
0: It makes me um, wonder who genuinely and generally controls A-Rod's Instagram. Cause it's like, did he go off book? Was this something that people signed off on? Or like, a rod, good idea? Is he usually running his content through other people? It's just like, it was, it was stunning. It was so. It also was just like so comedic that like
2: it had to have been like a genuine thing he did, right? I think so. I listen as as grownups as people who follow this stuff as responsible celebrity watchers we know that there are social media managers involved right like we know that there is someone doing most of the posting even that truly hilarious um birthday video remember that @rod mm-hmm. made for Jennifer Lopez where he gave her a car and presented the car and it was like a 6 minute montage i mean obviously there were cinematographers there were people editing this he didn't like do it by himself but that did have like the touch of A-Rod in its goofiness and its all capsness, there is something like unmanaged about it. And I do just have to believe that this was unmanaged. This was someone either does have the passwords and is allowed to do what he wants or someone changed the passwords and and went for it. And it also,
0: it just, it came on the heels of like other A-Rod news that was so carefully managed, which was that he bought, he's a like bought into the ownership team of Minnesota Timberwolves. And it's like, that kind of thing is like very precise. There's a lot of people involved. He's not the only person. It just shows you to me that when A-Rod is a partner in something, he, uh, he, he does, a, he follows the rules. Like for the most part, he follows the PR guidelines and what you're <laughs> supposed to do. And when
2: it's A-Rod solo, you just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> sure. I do think the Timberwolves thing was kind of the tell It, that came out a couple days before the announcement of the breakup and, uh, Jennifer Lopez was not a part of that deal. And they had been shopping for sports franchises, specifically the Mets together and been doing a lot of businesses. And so there were, I I saw some like pieces that various celebrity watchers were like, Oh, she's not in this deal. They really are broken up. It's no longer happening. (laughs) And then like two or three days later, lo and behold, there they are on the today show. Um, also, just
0: really important, one of the stars of the Minnesota Timberwolves and one and the number one draft pick of 2020, Anthony Edwards, didn't know who A-Rod was. Mm-hmm. So it was a real week of highs and lows for Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> also, <laughs> Amanda, you might not know about this, but mm-hmm. Madison from Southern Charm, she, mm-hmm. who is part of the messiness of the JLo lo A-Rod breakup, she also announced to Page Six today <laughs> that she has a boyfriend. I'll
2: bet she so, did.
0: So everyone's moving on from A-Rod. Except for Minnesota.
2: Right. Well, though, I thought that she was maybe just announcing it in order to fuel the speculation that it is A-Rod so that she could get more attention. Like, that's how I read it. Well, she went out of her way to say it's not A-Rod. and Also
0: also not this other guy named Whitney, apparently, who's from from the show, too. It doesn't
2: matter. I don't care who that is, yeah.
0: You know, on my 2020 predictions card, I wouldn't have had A-Rod in the news every week. But yeah, (laughs) here we are, almost
2: at the end of April. Don't you think this is the end of it? Like, that's, (laughs) I don't, I think that that was like kind of A-Rod's last hurrah. And as you said, it was like highs and lows. And I would say there was some like internet artistic highs. But otherwise, I would say that it was like lows for A-Rod. And I don't know where he goes from here. He needs another girlfriend is where it goes. Sure, but who is he going to date that you I don't know. are going to transfer your allegiance from Jennifer Lopez to A-Rod? Also, the saddest thing is that I really do
0: believe that the um, Anthony kids and mm-hmm. the Rodriguez kids like really loved each other. Yeah. So that's really sad. I, I hope that they can like all find a way to be friends.
2: I, I bet they can. I yeah. I believe in them, but I have been thinking a lot about like what it must be like to be Jennifer Lopez this week. And I can't really know that. Who among us can know what it must be like to be Jennifer Lopez on any day? But, like, everyone is writing Jennifer Lopez's coattails. Like, all of this is happening because Jennifer Lopez is famous. And it's just, like, the ripple effects. And she is just minding her business and, you know, trying to make money with her various ventures and being great and just all of these silly people out here getting their moment in the sun. And I have to be honest, it's brought me a lot of joy, but if I were Jennifer Lopez, I would just be like, this is who I need to clean the house of the people around me. <laughs> I know, but like the kids can stay and everyone else must Yes. Go. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh man. Well, J-Rod, it's been real. I feel like, um, you know, it's a whole new world. I, I'm just happy for, for J-Lo. What do you think about these rumors? It's not even, I don't even know if it's rumors, just like wish fulfillment of a lot of people being like, what about Ben Affleck and JLo getting back together after he was spoke so, so highly of her in the in-style fake oral history?
2: I like them where they are as really respectful, like advocate from afar, exes. And I think that's the best place for them to be individually and for us as celebrity watchers, I honestly like, I don't think that Benifer, what would be 3.0 at this point? Yeah, would well, well, because we, he did two Benifers,
0: it's so. Benifer 1.0, version 2. It's okay. one v2,
2: you know, like if right. you software. Yes. speak. thank you. Yes, that's good. Okay, so I don't know that Benifer 1 v2. Is, is what anybody needs. I don't think it's what they need individually. I don't think it's good for Jennifer Lopez's businesses. I don't think, I think Ben Affleck is in a really special phase in his life and he doesn't need to be drawn into the tabloid aspect of it in the same way that they would be again. He's got, they both have some distance from that and some control and I want them to keep that distance. And I just, it would break my brain and I don't know that we need to go back to the 2000s. I think we've learned the lessons and we're all in better places and they can just continue to say nice things via secondaries in public. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm really happy JLo and a never got married. It's just good. Sleep. Lots lots to untangle, but less.
2: Yeah, I think that they seem happy with that as well. So I just want what's best for for all of them. Likewise. Let's move on. Okay. Like j did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's discuss <laughs> Prince Philip's funeral, which occurred mm-hmm. on Saturday mm-hmm. um, and was just really something. There's like a lot to parse. Prince Philip put a lot of his own energy over the last 20 years of his life or so, perhaps longer, into the festivities And I couldn't help but think of the Prince Philip as played by Tobias Menzies in the episode of The Crown in season three when um, the American astronauts come and Prince Philip is like asking them really specific questions and like wants to go to space. And that was just the guy that I was thinking of every time I heard about these details that Prince Philip worked out for himself. Um, Amanda, would you like to share some of the details that Prince Philip specified that were carried out in his um, funeral proceedings?
2: Sure. So the first was that he kind of retrofitted or adapted a Land Rover. retro I think he full-on designed. He full-on designed <laughs> a Land Rover to, to serve as a hearse. Mm-hmm. Um, Very and, British. And that's what he wanted. And the vehicle was used. And I was like, I, I don't really have any particular feelings about hearses and what's appropriate and what's not. So do Nor what you I. want to do. Um, and, you know, the whole planning your funeral thing it, it is very loaded, obviously. And like in, in a lot of ways, this is a, it's weird, but it's also an example of the ways in which just the royals um, are not like us, uh, contrary to what Us Weekly might tell you. And they make a lot of references in the queen which is the 2006 I believe Peter Morgan film about uh, the death of princess diana that kind of sets the groundwork for the crown um but diana's funeral was modeled on the plans for the queen mother's funeral and there's like a whole thing in the the queen about how she's like i've made those plans myself. I was trying to do all of this. So they do this. Apparently it's like a thing that you do. And also I think I just want to note. Yes. I
0: think it's a thing that you do when you've got a lot of free
2: time. For, sure. Uh, unaccounted for time. Sure. And also like possibly when you are above the age of 90. Sure. And also but Philip's Phillip's been doing it since at least his eighties. Well, I th- <laughs> the other thing is that these funerals are like it. I don't think Phillips was supposed to be like a quote state funeral because that has like certain, you know royal things that I just like I can't be bothered to learn what that is I like I value my time but it was going to be like an occasion right Mm -hmm. Uh, in a non-covid time there were going to be a lot of people there it was going to be like a big funeral and all of those require like a certain amount of planning and a certain amount of whatever so I think that's the other reason that they do that is that weird in its own right that your funeral would just be televised around the world like yes which we can come back to but anyway so he, he did the Land Rover and like that's cool the other thing that he did was he designed, um, or insisted that the, the photographer be hidden in a pillar <laughs> and you think that this is ridiculous. And I think that this is a great idea and more people should do it. I like, I, and I don't, not specifically to funerals. I mean, I don't know how many like photographers there are at funerals, which is like another kind of weird aspect of the, you know, the Royal family televised it being like a, a large world o- occasion. But at weddings, hide your photographers. Hide your photographers. There's nothing that's more annoying to me than when someone is, like, finally having their moment coming down the aisle and there are, like, four photographers scampering in front of them, like, at some fashion show. I can't be a part of that.
0: Well, at a fashion show, they need mobility, I think, to, like, move with the models or whatever. Right, right. But with... In the case of Prince Philip, the reason I found this ridiculous was just like he was so focused on, I guess, also where the other photographers were going to be, what all the different shots were, because there was there was a photo of where the hidden photographer was. Mm -hmm. And so clearly there were specific shots that he wanted to be undisturbed by the presence of a photographer
2: listen, you're going to plan. Let's plan. My guy was in the military. There's a precision here and there's an understanding of the angles. I don't know if you got to do it. I don't mind it. Um, He, uh, <laughs> he also
0: like planned for his specific um, cap and his sword. I mean, he was, you know, very proud of his military service and that's a real defining part of his legacy, but you know, he just really wanted a specific legacy and this is what he left behind. Um, but I, I found it sort of like funny, but I have to also say that like, I found all of this rigid circumstances. I don't even know what word to use. Like this rigid pomp and circumstance, whatever, incredibly soothing. And I watched like almost the entire procession. It was like, I knew exactly what was going to happen. There was Mm -hmm. like, it was so prescribed. It was also so retrograde, like, and being the only woman in the procession is like so ridiculous. The procession was um, Phillips' four children: Charles and Andrew and Edward. It's like the first time Andrew's been seen in a public in like a formal capacity since the quote unquote car crash interview. And then um, Mike Phillips, who is Anne's son, brother of Zara Phillips, now known as Zara Tyndall. Peter Phillips. Peter. Mike, sorry. Yeah. Peter, Mike's, Mike's the Mike's, husband. Mike, right. Mike Tyndall is her husband. Peter Phillips who was standing in between um, Harry, uh, Harry and Will, and I think that was it. Was there pe- Actually, there were people behind them. But- oh, and then Anne's husband, um, Timothy Lawrence, was there, and there was one other person who I forget. doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, n- they were all wearing morning suits because allegedly both Andrew and Harry wanted to dress as admirals, though both have been stripped of their military titles. The media has been saying that the real reason why they were all... In- Told to war military dress was because they didn't want Andrew to defile the military by dressing as an admiral. So this was a way to avoid it. they all got to wear like the medals of their honor or whatever. Um so it was just like very rigid and very old-fashioned and super royal. And in this like uncertain time, I found it soothing. And the music was lovely. It was really beautiful music. There was a a really s- there's this one photo that's been circulating a lot of the queen sitting alone, um, in Westminster Abbey, which is really sad. It is really sad.
2: It was remote. at Windsor. I think it I'm was. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was yeah. At Windsor, Cause it was at right. the same place where Harry yeah. and Megan got married yes. and it's like the and, same and Eugenie, of course. Yeah. Um, sure. Don't forget Eugenie, which you watched <laughs> twice for some yeah. reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's been a, a lot made about the queen sitting alone, which is really sad. Um, kids of her husband's 73 years is gone but it was all it was a
2: covid precaution people it's not like she's like i can't be near anyone well she's also wearing a mask and yeah. so the, i think in terms of like historical photos in this particular moment in time of the queen in a mask looking quite old which which she is respectfully uh sitting all alone in this kind of very ornate space, it is an encapsulation of a lot of things that are going on in this particular moment. So I think, like, that's the kind of thing that you can imagine in history text textbooks, or sure. you know, it's a it's a photograph that illustrates a lot of a moment, and I feel like that's why where it got a lot of play. I have looked at probably hundreds of photos and watched several clips of the funeral, but I actually did not watch it. Mm which I was in bed the night before and realized that I had forgotten to DVR it. And I was like, I could get out of bed and DVR it, or I could just kind of watch what I have when I wake up. And I decided to do the latter. And I think I was planning to go on YouTube as you did and just kind of rewatch everything when it was available. Um, But the photos and everything that I woke up to on Saturday morning on West Coast time, was reminiscent enough of Diana's funeral that I was like, this is weird. And I, I I don't find hiding a photographer in a pillar weird. I think that's just sort of eccentric and funny. But I I I was just like, I don't know if I need to queue up a, a very old person's like funeral, family funeral on YouTube and also. I remember all of Diana's stuff so much. And and that was like really uh, genuinely sad. I mean, she was, she was so young and it was, um, unexpected and a real tragedy. And I just didn't feel like I needed to be a part of it. I don't know why. I,
0: I hear you. I mean, I, I find that like with the Royal family now, it's like, Like I said, I was imagining Tobias Menzies, Mm -hmm. not like the actual Prince Philip. Like, And you said something similar last week about the queen. Um, And I don't know. I've just been finding like really like things for me that are super unemotional, very soothing, which leads us into our next topic. (laughs) (laughs) The television show on HBO Max, Wall Street, which is about Mark Wahlberg's entrepreneurial pursuits. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And I will say I began my day with Prince Philip and I, I I ended it with Wall Street, which I had started on Friday night. There's six episodes available on HBO Max. Um, it's the most hagiographic piece of media I've ever seen. And Mark Wahlberg has a lot of businesses, some of which suffered, most of which suffered from COVID. And um, Mark Wahlberg is really an unbelievable piece of work. I, I cannot get over it. Um, I found this like really, really entertaining because it's just like the most brazen, transparent and like vapid attempt of self mythologizing. And I'm so here for it. I just like absolutely love it. D- claim your narrative, Mark Wahlberg, leave out all the unsavory things except for like one random line about, you know, your troubled past as a kid. I fucking loved it, Amanda. So
2: I watched Wall Street last night at your behest, um, because you had like enjoyed it though, even in the text messages that you sent me, I couldn't tell whether you were like enjoying it on a, this is like fascinating, like on what level it was fascinating and like to what extent, like the reality TV muscle was like kind of flexing in terms of the way that, that you were enjoying it, which is like completely valid. Um, but you were passionate about it, and we do a podcast about celebrities, so I was like, sure, I'll turn it on. And let me just say first, also that um, I, Mark Wahlberg lost his mother yesterday, and that our our best to their family. And I really don't want to say anything negative about Mark Wahlberg himself, except for what you can read on his Wikipedia page. Which feel free to do that at any time. But uh, this is one of the worst made shows I've ever seen. <laughs> Just in terms of basic narrative and me understanding where I am in time and who he's talking to and what his goals are and how it's edited, I understand that this was supposed to be a very different show. And, like, the very first scene is Mark Wahlberg, like, pacing around his offices, wearing a mask, talking in April 2020, talking about whether... I don't know whether it's Wahlbergers or whether one of his businesses and whether the franchises are going to make it. And it's like the last year was catastrophic for the entire world in a lot of different ways, but certainly businesses. So it's very clear that the, the show that they were thought they were going to film about like Mark Wahlberg entrepreneur was going to involve him, like being an entrepreneur uh, 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 and having successful businesses. And then the pandemic hit and that changed everything But I got to tell you, Juliet, what they have to work with and how they decided to put it together is like, I I don't think they tried very hard. (laughs) Well, I had
0: a couple impressions. First of all, here are Mark Wahlberg's businesses. One is um, a a chain of gyms called F45, Mm -hmm. which I couldn't really tell what's so special about it, but fair enough. Um, I did look up if there's one near me and there is, so maybe I should go. Okay. Um, Mark Wahlberg has Wahlburgers, of course, which is his family business, where his brother Paul is sort of the lead chef, mm-hmm. it's the, burger, the burger joint. Um, he was going to invest in this grocery chain in the Portland area called Green Zebra, but he met a entrepreneurial priest who advised him against it, so he <laughs> pulled out. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, he, <laughs> he has a clo- an athleisure line called Municipal, which mm-hmm. seems to actually be doing well. Municipal is um co-owned and and front in the capital's has been put up by Mark, his producing partner, Steven Levinson, who just goes by Lev, who's like kind of famous if you follow H or if you follow insider Hollywood stuff. He's definitely a part of the entourage situation. The television show, but also mm-hmm. Mark's entourage. Um and then he also has a production company that made McMillions, which they're like immensely proud of. And McMillions is all over this television show, wall street as like a piece of evidence of success. Um, and most of these businesses were deeply hurt by the pandemic. And so I got the impression that they made wall street because Mark Wahlberg is like never used to being home and like having free time. Like he's someone who's like occupies himself, famously wakes up really early to work out. And like 2.30 a.m. Not 2 like, a.m. Not
2: like 5. Wherever he
0: is. And like wherever he is, a hotel room is turned He must have an insane rider when you get Mark Wahlberg to be in your movie. Th-
2: this is just like text that appears on the screen at one point, which is um, Mark Wahlberg's hotel room is turned into a personal gym wherever he goes. And then you do see like an opulent London hotel room that just has a tremendous amount of workout, uh, like... Machinery. Five guys who showed up. I wonder if they're also just like showing up at 3 a.m. And also, like Mark Wahlberg is like jumping up and down and grunting and throwing weights around in a hotel at like 2:45 a.m. And I really am curious what the rest of the guests at the hotel are experiencing. It doesn't seem pleasant.
0: It might be like I, I've heard that like certain NBA players get like their whole floor when they go to it. sure. A hotel. But I was thinking about the person below him right. because so he's maybe, like doing do weird. Like- Maybe they do like a whole, like all. It's like a Brady Bunch screen where like he's in the middle, the middle square, and then right. all the nine squares around him are are unoccupied. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think I don't you'd know. have to. <laughs> anyway,
2: they made the show because Mark Wahlberg had a lot of free time, and he was worried about about his businesses. Well, did they? I mean, that's my only question because some of the material is filmed in like December 2020. And like the whole, oh my God, the London Wahlburgers is failing and we need to like, will Londoners eat chowder stuff is all filmed in 2020. I wonder if it was like a,
0: a Wahlburger spinoff. That's I'm sorry. How it started. In 2019 is when 2019, it was filmed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was wondering if it was like a spin spinoff, but moreover, Mark Wahlberg is the type of celebrity who just films himself constantly, like just 100% of the time. He thinks he's interesting enough. To and maybe he is because I love this show, to warrant constant self-surveillance. It's such a crazy impulse that, like, if I write down my own thoughts, I cannot read them. Like I can't, I can't like revisit like what I thought two weeks ago. The thought of like revisiting footage of myself playing myself, which is basically what Mark Wahlberger is doing is so unbearable to me. Like that thought it's like a crazy impulse of celebrity is that is like, but standard, we've seen it time and time again, There's Kanye, there's Beyonce, like celebrities film. I bet the rock does this. He seems like the kind of person who would, I it just seems like this is part of the celebrity industrial complex now. So I just feel like he had this footage and he gave his guy, Archie, who is his partner in his production company. Um, what's it called? It's like, un ungood ideas. I forget what it's called. Um, Uninspired ideas. Whatever.
2: No, I think it's ungood. It was something like that.
0: Something like that. He was just like, gave Archie a job because he liked Archie. I don't know, Amanda. This was just
2: crazy. This was just the most willful television show I've ever seen. It is true that there are a lot of things filmed that really don't need to be filmed. I'm thinking specifically of the PowerPoint presentation for his athleisure company where he is like FaceTiming in to a meeting, like some like product updates. Um, and I just like, I had to watch someone give a PowerPoint presentation, but like I, who try to avoid that in my own life, whenever possible, had to watch like someone pulling up the slide and being like, I'm really excited about this slide. And I'm really excited about this slide. And it kept going and he's sort of like looming over them via FaceTime. But He's very deliberate about the filming because you get all of the different businesses and you never see his family, you never see anything that he doesn't want you to see. And when we were texting, you pointed out that like the level of like like hyper control that is really evident both in how he interacts with his businesses, how he narrates his businesses. Like, and what he's sharing, who is, what movie premiere? Oh, Spencer Confidential, which is a terrible Mm. movie that was released on Netflix. in Right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. And so there's footage of him like driving to the, the opening and he has his AirPods in. And by the way, why doesn't Mark Wahlberg have like AirPod Pros? He just has regular AirPods. I think that based on what I've seen in the show Wall Street, he could afford the noise canceling. But anyway. And he's in there, like, quote, rolling calls, but the calls are to, like, his son, his son, and one management person. And it's the most anodyne thing about a negotiation and the most anodyne thing about, like, his son needing to do what seems like homework, but I actually don't think it's homework. I don't, like, I don't know what it is. And yeah. they're edited, like, non sequentially. And it's just, so bizarre. All of it. There's so clearly so many choices being made about what to share with people and what people will find interesting. And I, okay, I'm, I'm really glad you bring this up
0: because I was taken aback that they decided that they want the, the way they were going to like show that Mark Wahlberg can joke about himself is by bringing up his past as an underwear model, mm-hmm. which I thought was so funny because with the athleisure line, there's like underwear and they're like, oh, maybe the former uh, underwear model should model these and other, like, jokes about his Calvin Klein days, but it does not go back earlier than that. And it's like, he does, agno- he does acknowledge the Funky Bunch because his two best friends who are still with him are from the Funky Bunch. Um, <laughs> quote, yes. best, quote, friends. <laughs> yeah.
2: His, he probably pays them. Um, he also... It's just one, fascinating. At one point, he signs a bunch of photos of him of the Calvin Klein ads. And it's like his his quote estate manager, as she's introduced, um, who is asking who apparently handles memorabilia. But so is Mark Wahlberg still just like signing and selling his own odd like autograph photos be. of himself in Calvin Klein? Yeah, I think he's just looking for that easy money,
0: that easy paper. I don't know. I loved it. It was so weird. My other note about Mark Wahlberg is
2: he's really hot. I just like he's just very attractive. I thought that his also very deliberate style choices outside of the athleisure line were fascinating because his his knits, the knitwear. Oh my God. So many
0: great crew necks. I loved it. And also bomber jackets. Like Mark Wahlberg is dressing like it's 2016 and I'm here for it.
2: I mean, I think he's dressing like it's 2005 and he is also like he's 35 and he's still obviously really great. He's almost 50, right? He's in great shape because he spends all of his free time working out, which we see in this show and at the at the gym, which I guess is sort of like a wannabe CrossFit. That's kind of what I was yeah. like under understood it to be, knowing absolutely nothing about CrossFit and/or F40, whatever. Um but His off-duty stuff, like, even the way that his jeans fit are, like, it's a little bit snugger than it needs to be for this point in, like, Mark Wahlberg time. And I just was very... The thing is, is, like, I don't know that I was fascinated. I was fascinated by the choices of this show. I was fascinated that they kept cutting to, like, iconic Mark Wahlberg lines and movie scenes as if... And they would like use the very last scene of Bookie Nights as like commentary on a oh business interaction that he yeah, just they, had. Yeah, I forgot about that. They cut in like
0: all of these scenes of Mark Wahlberg in his various movies as like reaction shots or like
2: right. levity. It was super weird. And so I was like, they're like memeing Mark Wahlberg yeah. himself, but like I, number one, I'm like, just whoever edit this, Has, have they seen any of the Mark Wahlberg movies? Not totally clear to me. And or is this like what Mar- Mark Wahlberg thinks that he was doing in character in all of these movies, which is another thing. But uh, clearly they were just doing it because they needed footage. Yeah. Like, because obviously the pandemic shut down what they could do filming wise. And I mean, I guess it is like available. But you pointed out, and I was just thinking a lot about like, what does HBO Max like think that they that they have here. It makes me think that like there must be other Mark
0: Wahlberg projects. That, yes, of course that, that they with that with him, I guess also they did do McMillion. So like maybe it was a favor because like after that was an HBO project too, or maybe they came together. I, I really don't know. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I was just like, this is exactly what I want from a streaming network right now. Thank you very much. So
2: you've seen all of it. Yeah. I was okay. sad when it was over. I was like, that's it. Only six. Can you summarize what happens in the rest for those of us who might not want to stay on the Wall Street journey?
0: Sure. I just want to say I would like that this is a weekly show. I'd love 25 (laughs) minutes a week of Mark Wahlberg. Um,
2: Okay. Number Um, one. Number (laughs) one. That's just Instagram. Like, that's what it is. And I I feel like, this is, like, less poorly... This is less well-made than most Instagrams. So... But I guess it has... No, it doesn't even have more access. This is just, like, someone collated a bunch of Instagrams and put it on things. So you can have that anytime you want. Though it is interesting to me that the experience is different to you when it is edited edited together on HBO. Max. I don't I
0: don't like Instagram. I find most things on my phone not soothing. And okay. I find most things on my TV very soothing. Okay. So.
2: have you thought okay. Well that's do you watch the YouTube on your TV? Yeah. And that's how it becomes soothing to you? hmm Because YouTube is like strictly a phone, a short form thing for me. Not that's I. why Love the YouTube app on all of
0: my televisions. Okay. And my computer. Um, what happens at the end of Wall Street? He does has to pull out of the Green Zebra situation. That's a no-go. Okay. Um, F45 is slowly coming back. Okay. Wahlbergers was really hurt by the pandemic, but still exists. Okay. He questions whether he should just be an actor and producer and uh, and uh, give up for the rest of his pursuits. Um, and you mean, and municipal is, is going okay. okay. Not great, but it's going okay.
2: Okay. Why is, does Michael Eisner show up again? Yes. Many times. Okay. Why is Michael Eisner in on show? John,
0: you know, what that reminded me of, so he has like a bunch of like experts as like sure. talking heads to like, atta- sort of like make it seem like he's part of this
2: like entrepreneur group. It's sort of like, it's like his sharks from shark tank, right? There's so much happening in this show and nothing at all simultaneously. There's just like so many things. It reminded me of like when like the
0: sort of like experts appear in Jerry
2: Maguire, did
0: like, you know, it's like, you're like this random agency guy, like gives advice or behind like a black screen or whatever or in front of a black screen. Um, Damon John, the guy from FUBU is in it. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Eisner, no idea why, maybe because he's like a great producer. I-, I have honestly no clue. Um, he's now like, I think
2: I don't really know what his standing is in, I- in Hollywood. I don't think it's that great. No. Um, He's into SPACs now, I believe so. What? Michael Eisner is into SPACs now, I believe. Oh, I am, aren't we all? I'm surprised that Mark Wahlberg isn't yet. I know, right? He probably
0: is. Probably that'll be in season two. Um. So yeah, I just like, it was like just the kind of like celebrity media that I've been craving, which is like so dumb, so transparent and incredibly entertaining for three hours on a Saturday. You watched it all in one sitting. I fell asleep. I started it Friday night and I finished
2: it on Saturday. Okay. I, I, I didn't watch all three hours of it. And (laughs) respectfully, like, I don't think that I will because at some point I was just like this, this doesn't have, it's not revealing. And I guess that's what I'm looking for from. I thought it was revealing of of his psyche of how he wants people to perceive him. Sure. But I, I guess that's true. And I guess if you like weren't familiar with uh, with it, then it's a a decent summary. Um, do you think that Mark Wahlberg is a good businessman? No, okay. Why not? I think he's a good producer, and he's he picks good roles. I mean, Mark Wahlberg is in a lot of
0: really good movies. um I mean. I love The Departed. I think
2: he's the best part of that movie. I, I agree with you, but I, I would give credit to Martin Scorsese for that. Rather than but I'm and, saying he picked, what to, Sure, but he picked it. He sure, ended up in it. Sure, but so i like to think role. that Marty knew a little bit of what he wanted from Mark Wahlberg and was helping sure. him get to a new place. So good. Um, Perfect Storm is great. Obviously, Boogie <laughs> Nights. I okay. mean, he's in a lot of great movies. Uh, he um, definitely is. I would say in the last 10 years not as much. It's peaked definitely peaked with the departed, but that's fine.
0: Yeah. Um I do not think he's a good businessman, but I don't think he's terrible either. I think the like bur- I think like the level the the floor of success for someone like Mark Wahlberg who already has so much money and is so connected is pretty high, but I don't think he is like like I think Jessica Alba might be a better businesswoman mm-hmm. than he is, better entrepreneur. Sure.
2: Certainly so. her company is like far more has a larger market share. Yeah.
0: And, and, I, and I think she's made more money off of her entrepreneurial pursuit than he has. Sure. But that's a really different approach. I just thought it seemed clear that Mark Wahlberg wanted to be a certain kind of entrepreneur. And it was like sort of like very he's very old fashioned
2: in a way. Yeah. Well, he's of a certain generation. Um, he <laughs> so sure is. Who else would you like to have a show like this?
0: My number one, mm-hmm. I, which clearly would never happen. I feel like this has to be unanimous. Number one is Tom Cruise, obviously.
2: Yeah, but that's like a very different, different, Different I mean, it would obviously be controlled in the same way. And so I guess you would be reading between the lines to try to understand as well, like fitness in a hotel room in London. I, yeah, I guess so. Like, I mean, I think Tom Cruise does a lot of fitness because he insists on still doing all of his own stunts in all of the Mission Impossible movies, which are quite demanding. But like fitness is a core attribute of Tom Cruise's life is not, it's not the same as Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Um, but you, but you would be trying to read between what you're shown to figure out what's going on with Tom Cruise. And I think I am probably more curious about what's going on with Tom Cruise than
0: Mark Wahlberg.
2: Agreed. For sure. For sure. Also, um, I got the
0: impression that Mark Wahlberg has a really bad temper. Mm -hmm. We know that about Tom Cruise from his COVID, um, rant but also everyone says Tom Cruise is really professional. And so I'm curious about like what that looks like. Okay. Um, why he has a reputation. And obviously, obviously there's so much speculation about his personal life. I'm curious about what his day to day is like. Mm-hmm. My number two choice is the aforementioned Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I am like, would love to know what his day to day is like. He, I think also has a lot of pursuits. Seems like an interesting guy. He's similar to Mark Wahlberg. has had like a really interesting trajectory from football player to wrestler to one of the biggest superstars in the world. Um, right. Tons of projects, voice actor, action hero, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think it's Tom Cruise and the Rock for me.
2: I think The Rock is a is a great idea, though I become worried that then he would use it in order to launch a political campaign, hmm. which as content and also as celebrities in our politics are are two things that I'm slightly mm-hmm. slightly nervous about. But I, I think you're right that he's obviously like a, a multi hyphenate and also really charismatic in a way yes. that respectfully neither Mark Wahlberg or even or Tom Cruise are Tom Cruise is charismatic in a different way it's pretty much on screen but i think like you know Sean and i talk about how the the oscar like Dwayne Johnson should just host the oscars like that's who should be hosting the oscars and that's who a lot of people would watch him and he like has that natural presence and people want to be around him so that would be fun for me i think it would be more fun To watch at least. That's my thing. Less complicated. It's like, this is like a, a humorless person that I don't really, I don't want, I don't need to know any more about. And maybe that's what you found relaxing about it.
0: Yeah. I want to know more about his religion. I know that, I know that religion is a huge part of his life. And I felt like, except for the, um, clergyman who gave him advice on his, um, entrepreneurial pursuits. So it wasn't really part of the show. And I've heard that about him. So I'd like to know more about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm in my mid thirties because I'm interested in, in how religion works its way into people's lives. So I'm like, huh? Well, it, like what's that? What <laughs> is that like? Whereas I feel like you just like when you're younger, you're just sort of like, you take it for granted. You don't think about it. Um, I think for my, not my top choice for woman, mm-hmm. Rihanna, she's also a businesswoman. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah.
2: yeah. but that, But that would be like a totally different, show. I would, would probably be like artfully done. So yeah. It'd be, it'd be just, too good. I mean, I think like Rihanna is like a very creative, talented person. I'm, I'm, I'm being really mean to Mark Wahlberg, but I just feel like there's more going on than He probably deserves it. It's fine. What? Yeah, that's true. Um, I want to know like what animates Rihanna. I want to know how she thinks about things. I think she is a great businesswoman. I think she's a great artist. She also obviously just seems like the world's best hang. Um, and there is that element of if you're gonna do this, you want to like spend the time with person the person, and I would love to spend time with Rihanna. I'm just really available i I think for a lot of the women who I
0: admire in celebrity entertainment, i like the the ones who I think are really good at it and are like really um like shrewd, which I don't mean with any negative connotation, and like just like savvy, very, very savvy and like adept. I'm just sort of like that's cool. I don't need to know the inner workings. Like do it. That's great. But someone like Mark Wahlberg, I just don't respect that much. So it's like <laughs> f- it's like funny to watch this show cuz I'm just like this is such a dopey thing. But like someone like Rihanna, I was just think like JLo, I also like really respect also a big entrepreneur like a lot of the women who who have like successful makeup brands or beauty lines, like I actually respect them. So I'm just sort of like, I don't want to like subject them to like a dopey TV show. It's easier for me to imagine this with like men I don't respect.
2: Yeah. I think that, I think that's really well well put. And then it's just the fundamental thing of that you derive great entertainment from watching a man you don't respect just like be really dopey for six hours. And I was like, wow, you're really dopey. I'm, I think I'm going to move on. I think I'm going to move on. And that doesn't mean that I think that everyone needs to do a TV show, but I just, I'm, I'm moving on.
0: (laughs) On that note, that's a wrap on jam session this week. Thank you so much to Erica Cervantes who produced this show. We'll be back next week.